sweet brown apple nut. Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat to the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 105, entitled The Booth Bees. They are great friends of ours with an amazing story, including finding love, studying in Israel, searching for permanent employment, and starting a family. (laughs) We are so excited for you all to get to know them. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com where you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and if you can, give us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? No matter who you are, at some point in time in your life, you will feel alone. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. If things are great, but you feel alone, well, things just got so or things aren't as good as they could be if things are bad and you're alone things got so much worse there's a bible verse romans 12 15 which states rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn that is how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is all about each week we go over what's good or bad in our lives along with some food talk to model rejoicing and mourning we then hit the main topic and finish with some do-betters and can't do-betters as well so while it may not be 12 15 in rome we are treating it like it is Lunchtime in Rome. Rome. <laughs> we didn't talk about order, but I'll go first. Eric. Yeah. Why don't you go first? Um, so it's been it's been a great week. Um pretty heavy week, but a great week. And um I want to talk about the weather. Mm. We've had mm. there oh, seems so nice. there's, there's I know, there's a break in the season. Yes. We are um into I, I smelled spring today, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Um, we went to the... Your neighbor's dog? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I went outside to throw the discs in in my uh, disc golf basket out in the front yard with mags, and that was just, just delightful. Just so good. And, um, I'm, I can, I can just smell it in the air and I'm ready to go disc golfing regularly and... How's uh, the foot? Just get outside. It's okay. A little sore. Especially after worship practice last night, you know, the kick drum. It's my kick drum foot. So What'd you do to uh, your foot? I kinda hyperextended it forward. Um so it's it, it was it, for a while there. It's I mean it's been like two, three weeks now. And uh had it checked out by a nurse and uh didn't think it was broken. I still don't think it was broken, but I really mm. did I really did a number to it. Mm. Um but it's been okay. And uh, I have not taken any ibuprofen today, which is a good. That's a good, good. sign. Took some yesterday. Didn't take any today. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Um, so that's the good. Mm-hmm. Um, the bad is I don't know. This week's pretty good. <laughs> so well, you couldn't go disc golfing this weekend because the foot was still bad. That's true. Well, I yes. Yeah, so you guys walked. <laughs> You guys walked the the new Monroeville eighteen sure whole course. Potentially, it's going to be there. Um, that will be there. That is not there yet, and I missed out on that, and I was pretty bummed about that because I'm really excited to have a eighteen hole disc golf course in the near vicinity of us. That's very exciting to me. Um, so, yeah, and we missed you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, 
Yeah, and and what you guys said, it sounds like it's going to be great. Chris was telling me they're going to do concrete tees, mm-hmm. which is super exciting to me. Works. Yep. Um, because I was I was kind of not, not worried about that, but I was like, I just want to have really good tees because they don't have solid tees there. There's not even like so if you if you've played disc golf or if you hadn't played disc golf, they have. Um, normally they have a concrete pad that you tee off from, or they'll do carpeting or something like that, rubber mat, things like that. Monroeville doesn't have any of that. It's very green. It's very green. And there's, (laughs) there's like a half, (laughs) like a, like a half rotted piece of wood to (laughs) mark where you're supposed to tee off from. So gets good muddy right around there. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty excited that we're going to actually get, uh, a legit 18 hole, nice golf course, nice signage, all the, all the works. And that's, that's, that's going to be cool. Um, but yeah, sorry. I missed out on that. Um, and then food wise, um, I'm not going to talk about it because there is something that, that trumps about it. But I did cook for the Booth Beast tonight. They came over early and we had some family time. It was, it was good. So good. I just thought it was funny but, that you said food. I'm not going to talk, yeah. not gonna talk <laughs> about it. That's a great podcast right there. I'm not going to say what it was. If they wanted, if it was so good, they could talk about it. But one thing, Justin and I went out to uh, dinner um, uh, this past yes. weekend. And we went to this place. What was it called? Bricks and Barrel? Brick and Barrel? Brick and Barrel, yes. Brick and Barrel, yeah. And they had these... Uh, chicken wings, confit, confit, <laughs> in duck fat, and they were unbelievable. He wouldn't stop talking. <laughs> they, 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 they were some so, of the best wings I've ever oh had, and gosh. I've had a lot of wings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> were they like a hundred dollars for six? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> they were so good, um, and I could I could go back and just go to order those again. Like, oh my I, gosh, yeah, yeah, they were they were they were really good. Um, and the ranch that they had, I'm a ranch guy, not a blue cheese yes. guy when it comes to wings, right? Um, and Only the, way to go. The, you could tell it was homemade ranch. It was like their recipe, and it was really, really good. Um, so I'll definitely go back there. Mm-hmm. And it was it was just a cool vibe. They had, we were in like a living room, yeah. right? It was like a living room with a fireplace. It wasn't it was, even a restaurant. <laughs> some, guys, <laughs> some guys house. Um, That's what it felt like, though. But it like an 18th century, like, w- it was wood everywhere. Yeah. It was really nice. It was cool. And and they had all a huge selection of whiskey and good beer selection. And, yeah, it was it was a it was a good vibe. And we had a great time talking yeah. about life. And, you know, that, you know, he's we're going to get into it. But Justin's going to be a dad and talking about dadhood and all that. And it was <laughs> that was a good time. Yeah. That'll spend some time. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. But the, on top of that, that was a good part of my week too. It was, it was just a good, it was week. good week. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna lead off with what's bad. Yeah, too. and uh, you know when my grill died a couple of years ago, I bought the the biggest hottest grill that I could buy that wasn't a million dollars. And I'm like, okay, fine. Right. And really, I should spend more money because I use it five it's times a thing. week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so my drip pans, even though I replaced the heat shields with stainless steel ones, so they don't really catch fire as often, you know, and that kind of stuff. And the last time I grilled, I was like, ah, yeah, I should probably clean it out like at the bottom. I'm like, ah, I'm all right for at least another time. So I started the grill, covered the hood so everything would burn off, you know, right. good. But then Rachel was talking to me and we got, you know, we're back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, eh, I better go out there. And okay, a little bit of fire underneath, something had caught fire. No big yeah. deal. So I put the chicken down and then it's like, oh, there's a flare up. And I'm like, all right. So in the middle of it was catching fire like on the back. Some of the excess drippage had caught fire. So I turned those burners off. No big deal. Eh, it's not stopping. Okay. All right. I'll turn the other ones off. Oh, okay. Now it's really, all right. I'm going to blow it. I blew it and it went down, you know, it went got quiet or went out and then came back and now i'm like all right and it's getting worse 
And so I turn everything off and I get the chicken off because I'm not wasting chicken. And I was like, <laughs> so I went and I got salt because, you know, it's basically a grease fire. So I get salt and I throw a big handful of salt and it's like, yeah, so. <laughs> and I was like, wow. <laughs> and it's just getting bigger and bigger. And I'm like, it'll burn off. It's not going to burn off. <laughs> disconnect, disconnect the propane, go underneath the sink, get the fire extinguisher out. <laughs> oh, no. So now I have to, I'm going to try to clean it tomorrow or else I'll just get rid of it. Wait, when was this? An hour ago. <laughs> wow. That is a bummer. So I cooked it in the air fryer. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, so but if that's the worst thing, it was fun. It was funny. You know, you're, <laughs> you're looking around. You're like, I mean, I'm not going to blow the place up. I moved my propane tanks away. And yeah. you're just kind of looking around the neighborhood like, anybody see that? Are we good? Are we good? But uh, the good is twofold. One's a bigger story. One's a smaller story. So after the 9 a.m. service, every Sunday, I take, I go to two offices. One is my office and I have my bacon. And then I go to my other office, which is the restroom. Second bacon. And I go to the furthest out restroom <laughs> and I hide in there and just have my little peace mm-hmm. and quiet. Yep. And I hear, Dad? And I said, oh, yes, Bella. <laughs> Mind you, it's a full-blown men's room. It's not just a, <laughs> a restroom. Uh, there's an African lady that wants to talk to you. I said, all right, I'll be out. And so I go up and it's this lady who's a student at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. And she's older than I am. So, okay, whatever. And she... And, you know, she's like, oh, Pastor Jay, you have you have so much to do. But if I could just have a few minutes of your time. And so she's doing a a project where she has to study a community and a church. And God led her to our church. And could I meet with her? And and as I just told her anything, she's like, oh, I knew the Lord led me here. And, (laughs) you know, and I talked to her about how for a while our congregation had more Africans than African-Americans. And and just she says, well, do you know Penn Hills? And I said, I've lived here for 45 of my 49 years. Oh, praise you, Jesus. Oh, you led me here. And so I met with her today for an hour hour and it i mean it was so great like she was the grand aunt i know aunt she could be like the aunt i do have an aunt the local aunt we'll just say because my aunt lives in florida and i see her like once every six years it was just so cool and she just says well jay tell me why i goes, i look and there are 17 churches in penn hills why are they empty mm-hmm. and it was like and i went I don't really know. Here's why. And I explained from my perspective and I could go into it, but I won't. And then yeah. I said, you know, that really it comes down to relationships and that a lot of them are still stuck in their processes and their procedures and their liturgy and they're not reaching. And I said, and there's no, they think fellowship is simply just within. There's no relationships right. outside. And, yeah. and she talked about that. And we talked about, you know, the divisions within denominations. And the one line she said was, if because she's only been here like four or five years, she said, if my fellow Christians from back home understood what the white people here in America have done to Christianity, mm. they would be so disappointed because they yeah. hold it up true. as what can be. And oh, I said, man, well, they need to have their hope in Jesus, said, <laughs> yeah. not, in, not here. And just so but it was just so wow. much fun. And she asked me, you know, she said, oh, I was looking at them. You'll know this more than I will. Mission, mission insights at some publication. Okay. And she said, so Penn Hills is 30% African-American and 70% white. And I went, uh, you flip those, maybe. I said, it used to be that. She goes, well, that makes sense. She goes, I went to the to the laundromat in Penn Hills and a black man owned it. And I asked him, where are the white people? <laughs> and I stopped short of making the, you know, like, well, people have been asking that for years, you know. But, and she goes, well, where do they shop? And he goes, Mineralville. 
<laughs> but and so we're gonna meet again next. I still don't even know what her assignment is. We talked for an hour, and <laughs> I told her all about Penn Hills and the demographics and the shifts and this and that and everything else. But it was just it was so much fun. My other uh, that's good amazing. Th- good that, thing that's, that's going on. Saying, that's amazing. Well, and I said to her, I said, listen, God tells us we have to love everyone. Doesn't say we gotta like everybody. And I said, Amen. Maggie, I said, Maggie, I'm so happy that I like her you. Her name's Maggie. Her name's Maggie. Oh. Yes. They look very similar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I said, you know, that I get to meet with you. I said, I, I like meeting with you. That's fine. Yeah. You know. Um, the other is talking to Bella. I was trying to cancel my True Green account today. They do my lawn service, fertilizer, all that stuff. It right. just costs too much. My lawn doesn't look that How great. How hard was it? Well, you can't go on their website. <laughs> no. You can't, can't click on it. you got to talk call. to somebody. They always so, make it so hard to cancel yep. anything. Press one for residential. Beep. Okay. Press one to add services. Uh. Press two to change or cancel. Press two. 25 minutes later, I'm still on hold. And so I ended up just emailing them and said, do not service my house. You will not get compensated. Thank you for your service. <laughs> So I'm telling Rachel this I'm story sure that, and Bella's sitting there, Bella. And I said, 25 minutes. I said, I couldn't get through. They wouldn't let me cancel. Bella goes, oh, you in a grass cult. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, you ain't getting now. <laughs> but so that was, I'm just proud of her humor. You know, everybody says, you know, you want your kids someday to be so this or so that. And I always said, I just want them to be normal. <laughs> I just don't want them to be so anything, <laughs> but I'm grateful that they're both so funny. And, they are and really they funny. Are funny. <laughs> and so as far as food goes, not burning down my grill would be one, but my, my only cheese taco shells. Dude, those look yeah, those looked looked really, really good. good. I, I just couldn't believe it. I, I was so happy because I started just making the cheese, you know, crisps or whatever. But I was like, you know, these are really soft when I take them off. I could mold these. And I use drumsticks. There you go. I hung drumsticks across a bowl with wax paper, and I just hung them over there to and form them. And you just them. baked them? I know. I put them right on the uh, stovetop on the, ah. uh, not cast iron, but just Teflon. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of oil and crisp up, flip them over, bing, bang, boom. And Smart. what's funny is they hold better than a regular taco shell. Because there's a little give to them. A little give? Yeah. Right. And they the key usually is, fall apart. Right. Exactly. You, you take one bite, you got taco it's salad. It's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. So I take it out of the fridge, nuke it for 30 seconds, and then you got to let it sit and dry out. And right. it's perfect. However, if you have greasy taco meat, it does not absorb mm. into the... um cheese it's a it's a so it's greasy grease line. it's kind of grease on grease yeah. so yeah the grease will roll off yeah but anyhow so before we go deep why don't you just guys introduce yourselves individually tell your story in i don't know five minutes but just say who you are and if you have what's good and bad in your life right now we'd love to hear that <laughs> all right you want to go first oh gosh i'm lauren um we've been married for what will be four years this year four years we live in oakmont and yeah, we have a we have a baby on the way, twenty eight weeks, and I'm exhausted. <laughs> you I'm don't so look so tired. <laughs> You're glowing. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's good. That's what's good, but also stressful. Mm-hmm. You know, preparing for a baby. How do you even prepare for a baby? Right. Yeah, you get lots of advice you don't want. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. That's how yeah. many people have given you advice. Can't count. Can't count. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody has an opinion. Well, let's not go too far yet. Yep. Yeah. So who are you a little bit? Um, you already said you're Lauren. We got I'm that. I'm Lauren. <laughs> where, where, uh, let's, where are you from? Where are you from? I, Where's your, where I grew you born? up in New York, yeah. Long Island. Long Island. Strong Island. Aw. And um, yeah, I've kind of been all over. Uh, we moved to North Carolina when I was 16. Uh, wound up in Louisiana for a little bit. Wow. Alabama. I was Guatemala. in Boston, Florida, really all over. 
and now Pittsburgh is home. The Eastern Seaboard. Yeah. Knows mm-hmm. Lauren. Old Louisiana Seaboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, I'm Justin, and um, I have I've kind of lived in a couple different places. Mm-hmm. Not not dramatically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, grew up in Pittsburgh. Grew up in Washington, Pennsylvania, and um, yeah, I'm trying to think about what to say about myself. What's good? How about we start there? Sure. I'll start there. What's good with me? So um, I've been working on this project for, I don't know, the last two months. And I feel like I've been just laser focused on this project. Mm -hmm. And this week, I think it's finally going to be completed and done. And I'm just super excited about it. Uh, I've been pouring my entire life into it. And it's just going to be so relieving to finish it. Um, I also had one of my best friends. What is it? It is. <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Eric. Uh, it is a Passover Seder experience. Mm. And so it is a video that allows people to go through the Passover, and I lead them in the experience, and I have other people who will join in and join the party. And, um, yeah, they'll be able to purchase it on my website and go through it. And, you know, it, it's just a lot because it's an hour-long video. But I also had to provide uh, an instructional guide, an instructional video, try to foresee every question I could possibly get and answer them all. And so it's just been very tedious. Yeah. And last week I had an incredible testimonial from a pastor that I know that watched it. And like I was in tears reading his testimonial Mm -hmm. because, you know, you pour so much into something. And when you see that there's fruit in it and you Mm -hmm. see that it's beneficial for somebody it it was just it was mind-blowing for me and it was very good to me and then my my other friend from hebrew university um he watched it and he's more the judaism scholar he's way better at hebrew than i will ever be and he watched it went through it and he just said nothing but good things about it it was perfect with the exception of a few few uh, Hebrew mistakes and yeah I picked up on those yeah <laughs> <laughs> so <did I. laughs> but it's such a relief to have it not suck yes yeah. <laughs> well and like for the a little bit of background like Justin's been doing satyrs like in person satyrs for a couple years what now what pray tell for somebody who's listening to this and says, Seder, what are they talking about? Well, Justin answered that, but he's been doing this for a couple of years, so he's had that preparation to be able to do this big project, which is awesome. Yeah, and really, I mean, you could say COVID led me to do a video, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, last year I yeah. had all my Seders cancel, and yeah. so uh, I thought about doing, like, a, a live one and then a recording one, and there just wasn't enough time last year. Uh, to do it right. Yeah. I wanted to do it right and do it well. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's been so tedious. But um, yeah, so a Seder uh, is a... I mean, ex- maybe they could buy it to find out. They could buy it to find out. Them. Absolutely. So a Seder is basically a very tangible way of understanding and remembering God's faithfulness to his people. So during the Seder, we eat all different kinds of food like uh, parsley and salt water. We eat horseradish. We eat this sweet brown apple nut mixture. We eat all kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite is the horseradish. Yeah. But the I reason why you do that. <laughs> to remember elements of the Exodus story. Yeah. And I lead everybody through it from a messianic perspective, because what we see is that the whole Passover story, you know, the Passover lamb that was slaughtered on behalf, you know, to provide, I would say, protection for the people in Egypt. 
that whole story is about Jesus as the Passover lamb, Mm. right? Jesus is now the Passover lamb, the ultimate. We don't need sacrifices anymore because Jesus was that ultimate sacrifice. But the most important thing is this story sets up what we understand communion today. Mm -hmm. So like the bread represents the Passover lamb. The wine represents the blood of the Passover lamb in the new covenant. Mm -hmm. And so there's just so it's so full of, um, I don't know. I would say direct imagery symbolism. And, imagery. Yeah, yeah. I lost the word symbolism. there for a second. Oh, can you say like literal symbolism? <laughs> yeah. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It is cool. I, I've, I've been at a Seder that Justin has led and it's, it's pretty amazing how everything aligns. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. And it's such a relief to have it. Like I said, just to not only get it done, but have it be done well yes. and to, and to get, cause you know, you do it and you're like, God, whatever you do with this, fine. Right. You know, I'm just doing it for you and being obedient. But then when you still get the attaboys mm-hmm. and the validation and I'm watching this with tears in my eyes, mm-hmm. you know, for somebody that wouldn't say that if it wasn't true. Right. Yeah. We yeah. definitely would not. No. We yeah, said, yeah. We, yeah, we said know, the same thing. <laughs> I can tell you worked hard on that. Maybe the best you would get <laughs> right. if it wasn't good. Yeah. And that's such a relief to move forward, especially in such a high pressure time in your life. Yeah. That it's like, okay, at least this is good. You right. know, this, I started this. I ended this. I knew what I was doing. And now it's done. Yeah. yeah. How'd you guys meet? <laughs> well, I was in Louisiana. This at is the always time. such a, di- a difficult story for us because it's not like, oh, yeah, we I saw each other at the airport it. and, you know, go ahead. That's how people. Yeah. Meet. I was in Louisiana at the time, middle of nowhere, Louisiana, like one stoplight kind of town. Um, and he was in Israel and I had a friend. <laughs> classic (laughs) they met at the bar (laughs) i had a friend uh in louisiana and she went to israel to visit her friend who lived there who happened to live in the same building as justin Um, we did you know we had all the classes together and we were um yeah we we did life together Mm -hmm. so shout out to christina sebastian and preston winstead (laughs) and yeah so she came back from her trip i saw justin tagged in some of her photos realized we had like what a bunch of mutual friends well over a hundred i'm mm-hmm. sure yeah and um turns out we went to college together we were there the same time mm-hmm. um but never knew each other a small christian college too which was rare that we didn't yeah. we had mutual friends but we didn't know each other so yeah she came back and um she said that you know she just couldn't stop thinking about me when she was talking with him and just you know i needed to connect with them so yeah did the old uh facebook stalking facebook stalking. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so we had kind of talked on and off for probably about a year uh and then Mm -hmm. i had a really bad series of layovers and you know it was just a bad trip back from pittsburgh to wash or to uh Pittsburgh to Washington. <laughs> Pittsburgh to Israel. It's always a bad trip from Pittsburgh to Washington. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> it's only an hour, but man, it yeah, sometimes it's just takes pack your bags. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so Lauren had messaged me during that bad series of flights and was like, hey, keep me posted. Let me know what's going on. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I kind of like this she's girl. Con- she's concerned about me. She's concerned. <laughs> yeah. I'll add her to the column of people who care. <laughs> and number two. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, she, she, we just had some really good conversations during that trip. Mm-hmm. And, um, I felt like after that, I was like, I think I should pursue this girl. So I, I just started messaging her almost every single day on Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. 
And that's how we cultivate cultivated our relationship was sometimes Facebook I didn't Messenger. message him back though. <laughs> and it scared me. Yeah. But yeah, and then he um flew out. I was in Arizona at the time because I was just everywhere, I guess. You didn't mention that before. Nope. <laughs> well, I was only there for a brief stint. <laughs> it was only with a couple my boss weeks. at the time. But um yeah, he flew from he had just gone back from Israel, uh flew overnight to Las Vegas. And um, drove to Tucson, and that was when we met in person for wow. the first time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was bold the first move. time we met. <laughs> and she she didn't know she didn't know until well a couple hours before I arrived. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Wait, you didn't know he was even coming? No, no. Complete now, surprise. To be fair, I had contacted her boss. Okay, made sure it was okay with her boss. I even contacted sister. her sister Christina, and I was like, hey. I just want to make sure that I'm on the same wavelength with her. Mm-hmm. Is this okay? Yeah. And I think she was like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. <laughs> I, if it was I, bad, though? I wouldn't have gone. <laughs> so, yeah, we met um, in Arizona for the first time after talking for, what, four or five months mm-hmm. uh, consistently. Yeah. And we had, what, 24 hours together? Just about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Justin, you mentioned uh, Lauren's sister. So, Lauren, how many siblings do you do you have? I have four siblings. There's five of us. One brother, three sisters. And where do you fit in the... Second oldest. Second My oldest. My brother's the oldest, then me, and then three sisters. Yeah. And then, Justin, how about you? Yeah. So, I have one brother, and he gets to live the great life in Hawaii. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He is out. Oh, Josh. Mm. So lucky. What time is it there? Is he watching? Uh, no, probably not. <laughs> he was just texting me before the show. He's probably at work. He's but, probably on the beach. Uh, <laughs> on the beach, taking incredible photos, and he's getting into video now. I've I'm, seen I'm some of his GoPro video in the amazing. water and stuff. It does look really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. He's incredibly talented. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For So, you guys dated how long? <laughs> we dated for a year and a half before we were engaged. Yeah, a year and a couple months, really. Yeah. And how were you ever in the same city during our dating? Yeah. No. no. Wow. All long distance. No, she was in um, Alabama. She was in Birmingham, and I was here. Yep. It's I don't crazy. think Lauren mentioned Alabama either. I thought I did. <laughs> I think, no, I think Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama, <laughs> Alabama might be true. It's Arizona's too much clearly to keep alive. up with. <laughs> I don't know who he met in Arizona, yeah. but it wasn't. <laughs> And then you get married and live happily ever after. <laughs> if only it was that easy. <laughs> I, wish. I always say when people get married, I say, when you say I do, you have no idea what you're saying I do yeah. to. Yeah. And there's moments when you're like, this this was not what I signed up for. Yeah. This is, this is you know, the, and you look at your wedding pictures and they're all like happy and full of hope and everything else. And not that marriage isn't happy, but it's right. hard work. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what I've found, and they both have taken the relational needs questionnaire, which anybody who's watching or listening to this can take. I encourage you to do it to become more and more self-aware, which is one of the reasons why we have fabulous people like the Boothbees on, because sometimes we see ourselves in other people before we can mm-hmm. see it in ourselves. That actually just happened last week. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody was listening and said, Eric and Amy are just like me and my wife, mm. you know, but 10 years ago and, and they, you went and had lunch with the guy. And so yeah, awesome. it's, it's kind it, of what we awesome. hoped for. Yeah. Um, my question is I've met with, you know, I meet with tons of couples. Uh, I've married lots of people and everything else. And what I have found with every couple that has ever existed is you have basically the same fight and fights, maybe too strong of a word, disagreement, mm. conflict, 
Christians call it intense fellowship, whatever. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> but it's the same fight, different details, mm. months mm. apart, or sometimes hours. But it's the same thing. <laughs> Does that ring true for you guys? Like, if you guys have a disagreement. Yes and no. We we kind of always joke that, like, we need to find something to argue about because we never argue. And we're like, is that okay? Like, Yeah. Well, it depends. If there's no conflict, <laughs> right. that's okay. If there's yeah, conflict had, and you're not discussing yeah. it. We've had conflict and disagreements. But, I mean, we've vowed to each other to really not let the petty things that people tend to argue about get in the way and that's a good time to introduce the fact that brian is being the tech guy tonight yeah he is chris is taking a uh a mental health break uh he's recouping from a rough week so far right and brian always says don't sweat the petty stuff yeah mm -hmm. mm -hmm. always pet the sweaty stuff no don't <laughs> <laughs> that's what brian says right uh, you know, that's not eric saying that that's brian but you've made that commitment yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what we said from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. We are not going to fight over petty things. Yeah, we've just seen so many relationships um, and what not to do. So give <laughs> me an example of a petty thing that you could have a disagreement about, but you don't. Well, we, we have. have. <laughs> this, They're we, few and far between. But, yeah, we yeah. fought over a can of soup. Um, <laughs> this is probably the worst <laughs> fight we've ever had, honestly. Wouldn't you say? There, one was, of the there worst. was another one, but I can't remember what it was about. Was it a broth soup or it a It was a soup? can of soup. And <laughs> it was he, clam chowder. It was clam chowder. He had <laughs> No. Aldi brands. Oh, come on now. <laughs> hey, don't this Aldi brand. And he brand. <laughs> made half of a can and saved the rest of the can in the refrigerator. I didn't I didn't cook it. I just left half of it out. Did you cover it? And I covered it. I okay. put it in a Ziploc bag. And right? I threw it out. <laughs> I threw it out, and that <laughs> caused the biggest fight we ever had. That triggered something. It was just like, why did so you do that? Like, and yeah, and in my head, I was like, I don't know how old this is. I don't know when he had this last. Smells like fish. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's an old can of soup. I'm throwing it out. Yeah, that was about it. <laughs> and how did you resolve it? We, I don't know. You came upstairs. I was working. I got really upset because I'm like, why are you so upset about this can of soup? Like, what's the big deal? And there was layers underneath that. Sure. Like? Like. I don't remember. You said um, you felt like, I think I threw it away. Like, basically, the underlying tone was like I had to take care of it. Mm. Because I was, I guess my That's thought right. process was I didn't want him to eat it again and get sick or... You know what I mean? If it had gone bad, that's what I was thinking. So I'm going to throw it away. I think I felt like, don't be my mom. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah, I think you, I like, we had to talk about why we were so upset about what just happened. Yeah. There was, there was, I think we've had like three fights, like three times where we were like genuinely just like Mad. disconnected and upset. Yeah. And the, the one time, it was probably the first time we had our first real argument. I remember sitting in my office she was in bed and we had you know whatever fought i was in my office and i just thought to myself there may come a time when she's not sleeping in that other room there may come a time where i don't have the opportunity to go to her and tell her how much i love her and how much she means to me and i never ever ever wanted to take her for granted 
And so as soon as I thought that, I ran over to the bedroom and told her exactly that. And it was over. It was done. I still don't remember what that fight was about. <laughs> exactly. And that was the thing. Like, we don't want to be upset over things that we're not going to. It's not going to matter. Right. 10 years from now, 20, 30 years from now. Right. We're having a, a guy on the podcast next week who has turned his life around in a, an amazing way. And his whole thing is perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and not just like, you know, oh, I'm depressed. I'm not going to be depressed anymore. Right. It's not like that. Yeah. But it's just the, the view. And it sounds like you guys really have a, a good perspective on that. Yeah. And you both share, looking at your emotional needs, you both have a high need of approval, mm-hmm. which I, I like to in, instead call it belonging. Yeah. That it's important you know, for the role that you play in somebody's life and that kind of stuff. Um, it seems like you highly value her role as partner and as spouse and mm-hmm. as wife and that you have the same. And that gives you that that leg up that yeah. you're not going to disrespect her on social media. You know, you, you right. see so right. many posts of, um, you know, oh, my idiot husband or, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you know, left a can of soup Ooh, without <laughs> anything. <laughs> I know. But the point is where that's that's but the beauty of that is that's the reality of what you felt like why would he leave half a can of soup i don't know when this is here but right. you don't blow it up and make it worse than it is because you value him just like you value her right how else do you guys meet that need with each other wait i was also going to say like in that situation you know justin has a high need of appreciation mm-hmm. um and if i'm not well sorry no no no, sorry i was reading it wrong he there he has a high need of acceptance. It's not one of his top three, but it is high on the list. Sure. And I was thinking like... That and acceptance like- is being loved even though you've made a mistake. Right. Too, not too often they think that's belonging. Mm. Right. Right. But acceptance is, are we okay? Even though I made a mistake, do you right. still love me? Yeah. Right. And that really resonated with me in that situation because I feel like that. I, I'm high on acceptance. So if I've done something that's upset Amy, like I need to know we're okay. Yeah. And I need to make that okay. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I feel like I don't want to go to bed if we're not you know okay. okay and like i've even yeah. noticed it like when i leave like i have to tell amy like i love you and i need to hear her say it before i leave yeah. the house like four times like right. <laughs> you know it probably drives her crazy but like that's just i get it who i am i ask him you know? how many times a day do you love me yeah <laughs> are you sure you love me are you sure <laughs> and your highest emotional need is affection no it is not but it is no, your second one of the three. Your yeah, second highest. Top three. Yeah. Top three. Is yeah. that mm-hmm. affection, that verbal reassurance. Oh, yes. That yeah. we have that intimacy. That intimacy yeah. is not broken. Yeah. But you could even go back to the soup. And, you know, <laughs> it was a very definitive so statement when you said, you're not my mom. Mm-hmm. Right. And one, another one of your highest needs is respect. Yeah. And, it's, and so you combine the two. On the one hand, you're not my mom. Don't be making decisions for me. Mm-hmm. Right. But on the other hand, but I also don't want to make you mad about that. <laughs> right. Nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah, that's true. And so if I may, even though, she, you know, <laughs> is that reflective of sort of being raised? Was it sort of that way? Like, did you always know if you did something wrong growing up? And was there a whole lot of acceptance? Mm. Or was it like, yeah. you know, we talked about how with Amy last week, when something was wrong. You didn't know what was wrong. Mm. You just knew something was wrong. Right. And so, you, and so she just assumed, I'm sure I did it. Right. Where other people, it's, oh, I knew when it was wrong. I knew when it was wrong. Right. Yeah. You yeah. knew when it was wrong. Did yeah. you know when it was wrong? Yeah, I think so. And yeah. where did it go from there? Was it like, this is the expectation. You didn't meet it. Or, yeah. you know, ah, no big deal. Move on. Yeah. Well, I think even with your pap pap. Oh, yeah. 
you know. It was always wrong with my papa. I was just yeah. going to say, you just went, ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not an excellent interviewer, you, but I'm going to go ahead and ask, tell me about Pep. You could, you could never mow the lawn right. You could uh, never paint the house right. Critical. You could never clean up right. And you could never do anything Is right. Is it mom's dad? Mom's dad, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he was... He was and it the, wasn't kidding. No, no. <laughs> no. He was the... He was the firefighter in Washington, and we swear he ran the mob in Washington. Oh, he, oh, he everyone. He got. He had this huge mustache. It was like he knew people, right? Yeah. You know, he knew who put out the fire. He knew who started the fire. <laughs> <laughs> My mom always tells this story that she was out. I don't even know if she was with a guy or if she was just with one of like her girlfriends or something at the time, and. Somehow it got back to my pap app that my mom was out oh, yeah. with he had somebody. Out he had, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know if they were at the mall or what, but somebody told my pap app, "Hey, who's your daughter with tonight?" Mm. And he didn't know. And he didn't know. Oh, snap! Yeah, he, so he knew everyone. He knew everyone. So you're always under a microscope, yeah. and it always came back. And I bet he told you that he knew everybody. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so therefore, you knew you couldn't make a mistake. Yep. And so you have. A high need for acceptance, but well, you don't actually. Well, yeah, it's high. Yeah, it's on oh, top it's high. That's right. Yeah. We went back yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's eight. An eight. Yeah. I'm a hot mess. So no, yeah. you're not. But no, but that's important to say. You're not a hot mess. <laughs> um, no, that's it's what you need. If somebody, you know, somebody that's hungry, you're like, oh, I'm a hot mess. I don't have any food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it keeps raining on me. I wish I had a building. I'm a hot mess. Like, no, you need a roof. Yeah. Well, and I think so. So to go deeper here for just a second. You have my pap app, right? Right. Not good enough. But then you also have me being bullied as a kid, like mm. all the time being bullied. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I put my foot nope, in my mouth. Don't do all that. The time. Don't do that. Doesn't matter. But I was bullied a lot as a kid. My last name is Boothby, so you can just take a gander on uh, what that was like. Uh, okay. Yeah, I found it. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm really B-O-O. good at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There it. you go. <laughs> Yeah. That's not a bad name. I'm sorry. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me booby all you want. <laughs> Maybe different as a 50-year-old It's past. crazy, though. It's like, even as like a 32-year-old man who I feel like I've I've pushed past that in some regard, I still hear booby, and I'm like, triggered. Yeah. You still get Traumatized that feeling in your by, stomach. Like, yeah. my heart sank even just hearing you say it for right. just a second. By mm. myself, even. Right. Yeah. Mm. No, and it goes right back there, and you get yeah. the hot feeling. And you and you're and you get all tense. Yep, it's crazy, but it isn't because it was traumatic yeah. and repetitive. Yeah, and time and time again, it's like, oh well, that was so long ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it really hurt, and I remember that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, which clearly goes to you know your approval belonging. Mm-hmm. You know, like, am I ever really going to be accepted? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. am I am I going to belong? Am I going to be one of the ones? And so, and then when you get it from Pap Pap. That you know, I mean, I hope he didn't call you that. But <laughs> but as far as not being, you know, not belonging, you didn't do a good enough job. You didn't meet the bar. You didn't do it. And then here you are doing this great Seder experience with the <laughs> petrified fear of, yeah, it's not going to be good enough. Yes. Do you live that way a lot? Like you're always tra- chasing yes. that, um, the unattainable, for lack of a better term, or just chasing that perfection, yeah. hoping yeah. not to disappoint. Mm. Yeah, I mean it. it my biggest lie in my life is that I'm not good enough. And it's mm-hmm. something that I, I live with every single day. And of course I'm in counseling and I'm trying to walk through it, mm-hmm. but you know, 
that is my biggest struggle that I go through. And it leads yeah. to a lack of confidence, which leads to a whole slew of other things. Which makes sense because you're high on uh, need of encouragement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's that totally makes sense. I, I'm... Amy's more encouragement than I am. I'm more support. I need somebody. You you are low on support. You don't need anybody's help. Um, <laughs> Which is you true. don't you don't like, not like people helping you, but you know it's you need you're definitely encouragement. But I definitely appreciate when somebody comes alongside me and helps me actually do something. Mm. Yeah, I think what you said is so important. You said it's something. It's the biggest lie, and mm. cognitively, you know that's not true. Right. You can quote yeah. scripture and verse. Jesus died on the cross for me and therefore I'm worthy and I'm all these things. Great. That's true. And you've done great things. And when people try to comfort you, they say, but Justin, mm -hmm. look at all this that you've accomplished and look what you've done and look who you are. And you're like, yeah, yeah I got that. <laughs> I know all that. <laughs> then why did they call me <laughs> what they called me? Yeah. And that's because you can't, you can't cognitively change what your hurts have uh, the impact, the hurts of your life have had on you. Yeah. And you go back to, again, just the, the making fun and never reaching the bar, mm -hmm. you know, what is another one of your highest needs? Appreciation. Mm -hmm. Did I do a good enough job? Because you never did. Right. Not never, but no, well, right. never with him. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Tell me how she meets those needs and how does she help you with the needs that you have in those regards and with the lie and with everything else? Oh man. Um, she listens and watches every single piece of content that mm. I ever put out mm. and she will just always tell me straight up. And I think, I think she being honest with me all the time has helped me, I would say almost be more confident because I know if she's telling me, Hey, you need to fix this. Mm -hmm. It's because she genuinely believes it. Well, or, I think she definitely appreciates it. Like too, like right. appreciates yes. who you are and what, and right. the hard work that you do. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. that definitely shows like genuine appreciation. Yeah. And I think she, um, she just always sees the best in me. Hmm. Even when I don't see the best in myself, somehow she's always there. And I always feel like I am so much more confident and I have a voice and I have, uh, value when she's right here next to me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if I were here by myself, I wouldn't feel that way. And so she just goes above and beyond to provide every single need that I have. Uh, yeah. That's a bold statement. Every single need that I have. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know how true that is, but. It feels that way to me. Yeah. And, and what... I think it's been hard you know, because there's this lie that he believes and no matter what I say, no matter what I do, you know, sure, maybe I'm, you know, meeting some of those needs, but it still doesn't fix him, yeah. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And with one of your highest needs being attention, does that make sense to you? Is mine attention? Yep. Yeah, I think it does now, especially now <laughs> being pregnant. <laughs> For sure. Um, but yeah, I think I was surprised by that. Affection and approval, yes, for sure, but attention. Yeah, but I think it does make sense, don't you? Yeah, I think so. Attention, it, maybe not in the sense that I'm needy for attention, but for time, for that quality time. Which is yeah. attention. Which is attention. 
<laughs> You're like, I have the need for attention, but not like needy attention. Well, because you know there are people. Don't be like, no wise to that. You know there are people who are like starved for attention. Right. The yeah. people that are annoying. Like I need. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. I don't feel like. Yeah. I'm you're that. not that. Yeah. No. 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 You're totally not that. Well, and I think I think too. Like we both were single for what feels like an eternity, especially in the church world. Right. You know, we got married at 27. <laughs> And so, I can't believe they allow that at that age. <laughs> yeah, right. Did you get your like caskets no, we at the same time? We were twenty-eight. Yeah, we were twenty-eight <laughs> when oh, we got married. Did married you in your, your ca- casket, like Deutsch root. <laughs> we talked about that before, and you know, not that we would want to do that, but it's a great, yeah. it's a great, um, I don't know, symbolism. Yeah. Or great, it's great to put things in perspective like that, you know. But you know, don't go, life. don't go have in a ceremony in graves. <laughs> so. And so in this stage in your life, Justin, I mean, when you're putting together projects like this and for the last, what, three years, you've worked like a dog. Is that a fair statement? I mean, you've been hustling. Yeah. You know, you don't have the $100,000 a year cush job that you work nine to five. How's that impacted your need for attention that, Mm -hmm. you know, do you set aside or is it sort of like, oh, crap, I didn't quite do this recently. And does it have an impact on your relationship? Yeah. I mean, there, there have been seasons um, we try, we try at least once a week to sit down and say, you know, how can I love you better this upcoming mm. week? But see, that's so important. And it's so, so many important. people don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Just that one simple question. And it, and it started when we were dating because we were doing long distance dating mm. and we always wanted to f- make each other feel like we were meeting one another's needs. And mm-hmm. so for us, it was a very, uh, I don't know how you want to put it. It was no holds barred, right? You could mm-hmm. say anything, whatever it took, you were going to say it and you just took it, you know? So far, we really haven't had anything that we felt like we've had to say that was. Yeah. I mean, more so lately, it's like we just need our circumstance to change. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. but he does a great job, you know, in crazy seasons and not in crazy seasons to, you know, fill my tank, so to speak. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and spend time and give me the attention and love that I need. The fact that you guys talk at least once a week for 10 to 15 minutes, whatever it is, yeah. and say, you know, your words are, how can I love you better? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in my lingo, it's, you know, how can I meet your needs? Like, right. And people think like, well, you should just, you know, some people say, well, I feel stupid telling them no. what I need. Well, guess what? They're going to miss. Yeah. They're going to miss. Yeah. And that's why I love how open and honest and vulnerable you are, which is probably yeah. one of the main reasons you don't have the big blow up fights right. because you're staying ahead of it. Right. Yeah. It's when we two or three to. of those really things do don't get met, don't get met, don't get met. And you go, that's ah, no big deal. And what you said, which was no holds barred, um, is that open and honest and vulnerable like mm-hmm. yeah listen you need to know that this didn't make me feel great and here's how right. you can fix it in the future yep. which i think is a great um foundation mm-hmm. to go forward and having a child yeah you know that's pe- what we hope <laughs> you know <laughs> people hope. hope that a child fixes a broken relationship you know mm-hmm. or and they say that money changes you or that fame changes you or having a child change it it what it is is it's added pressure right and if there's an open fissure it makes it wider. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't, the, none of those things change you. They make you more of what you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if you guys have this solid foundation right. that you purport to have and do have, then it's a much better thing moving forward. What's it like to be seven months pregnant? As a relationship and as an individual. <laughs> a lot of, a lot Lauren's of, eyes just got real big. A lot <laughs> of They're not tears. small to begin with. Oh my gosh. The hormones have like been crazy 
lately. They weren't so bad in the beginning, but yeah, um, yeah, it's been it's been an emotional roller coaster from the moment we found out we were pregnant, <laughs> just filled with highs and lows. And you know, this season that we're in right now, it is the hardest, but also the happiest. <laughs> and so, living in that tension, mm, yeah, um, it's hard, especially. When you can't cope with anything. Yeah. Well, and and I said something to the effect the other day that I would rather be in the hardest season and us be okay and yeah. us have a solid relationship mm-hmm. than the opposite. Yeah. Like I'd rather I'd rather us be penniless and right. have the relationship we have now. Of course, I would love to still have a million dollars and you know, <laughs> right. all that, but. As they say, those bring problems, but you'd like to try those problems. I would like yeah, to try right. those yeah, problems. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. I think it's interesting how, and I don't see this very often at all, that you both have security as one of your lowest needs. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem right there. Well, no, that's the reason I think why you're able to survive at this yeah. point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That if one of you every day came home and said, did you check the bank account? Did you take a bank account? Did anything happen? Did anything happen? It'd be, and especially with a high need of acceptance and, right. and, and that kind of stuff would be through, you know, yeah. and that's how you're dealing with this. How is it for you, for you having a spouse that is seven months pregnant yeah. and you're scratching and clawing and getting by and checking your Seder video? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this has been uh, an interesting season because I had stepped out from my job. Mm-hmm. We believed back in September after we found out that she was pregnant and then I was interviewing for a a campus pastor position. We just felt like whether I got the job or not, I was called to step out. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we just kind of assumed that at least by now, because we're in March, almost mid March Mm -hmm. that God would have moved something for us uh, for me to have more of a stable, steady job that is may or may not be in Pittsburgh. And so, um, it's been tough because on the one hand, trusting God is something that I've really wrestled with for the last five or six years. Um, had a rough time at Hebrew University when I was living in Israel. And so for the past five or so years, I've really, really struggled with trusting God. She is always the big faith person. Like that is her spiritual gift mm-hmm. is faith and trust in God. And it it feels like in this season, it's, it's flipped almost. It's flipped. I have so much faith in God that he's going to pull through, mm. but at the same time, she doesn't. And it's been, it's been weird. Not, not that she doesn't. No, but wrestling. Right. right. Wrestling, sure, yeah. wrestling. And so on the one hand, I'm trusting that God's going to pull through, but I'm wrestling with the fact that it hasn't happened yet. And she's seven months pregnant and we only have two months to go. <laughs> uh, it's a weird tension. Yeah. Yeah. And scary. Scary. and Petrified. <laughs> well, um, and yet, cognitively, once again, is God going to provide? Sure. Is this something going to work out? Sure. And if it doesn't, will you be okay? You know, the line I've right. been saying, she's for probably six months now is, you know, we're okay and we'll be okay until we're not okay. Right. right. Yeah. And then we'll be okay. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're gonna be fine. And so, like, well, you it's know fine. that. Fine. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. But then at three in the morning, when you're laying there and you're like, okay, but, but really, <laughs> and you know you don't earn really God's God. favor. It's not like you can perform right. for Him, and He's like, right. now I will bless you. Right. But you're like, is there any box I haven't checked, Lord? Right? Like, is there anything? Yeah. Let me know. And and you're like, oh, clearly by March. And you're like, 
Let's check the calendar. <laughs> so it's March. TikTok. <laughs> Which is evidence, once again, of how strong your relationship is. Because given what you guys are facing, all the pressure, all the everything, if you didn't have that, if you didn't have that check-in time, right. you'd be absolutely shot and have no chance. Mm. Yeah. And boy, that's a scary thought. And that goes yeah, back to yeah. someday, you know, she won't be, you know, there's a chance right. she won't be there. Yeah. Right. And that's just much more frightening than a bank account yes. or a career yeah. and everything 100%. else. But we can't discount, boy, that need for approval and that need for acceptance that, you know, right. why, why isn't it my time yet? Yeah. It's got to be my time, right? Hello. I, I've done all <laughs> I'm supposed to do. You know, it's like, why are you so gifted at doing a Seder? That if you were as good at brain surgery as you are putting together a Seder video, you're good to go. If you could hit a baseball the way you can make a Seder video. Like, God, why do we value this compensation differently in this earth? Like, I, I know the crowns on my, you know, or the jewels on my crown in heaven. That's, that's fine and all. Could I chip in a couple now for an Aldi gift card? That's all I'm looking for. I mean, I'm not saying entirely. I, I, I will say this, though. So I've been, you know, of course, we're talking about the Seder. I've been going through the Seder and I have been uh, perfecting it as best as I can. And I'm, I've learned so much more. And I feel like it's it's of course, it should be better than it was a couple years ago. Right. But I'm learning so much. And I I feel as if God was saying, I want you to learn just a little bit more. Like, you know, because if I if I had done certain things a couple of years ago, mm. it wouldn't have maybe come across the right way or it would have been off. And I feel like I'm just I'm in a learning season and I'm gr in a growing season and humbling season and a humbling season. <laughs> and Was I that proud? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and, you know, it's all going to be worth it when that time does come. It's all about the prep, right? Well, it's yeah. interesting you say that because, like, your you know your highest need is approval, mm -hmm. and I feel like you know that is like, am I going to get the approval? So, yeah. like, the go ahead, am I going to get rewarded yeah. with compensation for doing all this hard work? And like, you know, it's yeah. it's interesting that that's you know your biggest mindset. It seems like with, with all that, and that's one of your the highest emotional need on your list. Yeah, I I, I told you this last uh, I told Lauren, but um, it was uh, I was interviewing for a job. And the guys in the interview were like, oh, my gosh. So tell us how much of, like, your videos that you do, how much of that is you filming? How much of that is you editing? How much of you <laughs> is that writing the script for it? Yeah. How much of that of you is lighting? They thought he had, like, a whole team. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like. Uh, and this is in an interview. In an interview. Yeah. When? There were, like, four guys at a, at a bigger church. I'm like, yeah, it was just me. Yeah. And they're like, but. What about like the devotional you just wrote? Like how much of that was you writing? How much of that was you editing? How much of that was you designing it? Uh, I mean, I had an editor that looked over a few things, but yeah. it was on me. And I was like, I would be wrong if I didn't say Lauren was there and some of my shoots to help me out. But it was, it was a moment <laughs> of like help. validation, validation yeah. and approval. Like, okay. Yeah. I can do stuff. I've done, I've done something. I've done right. something. And it just speaks to like, you do everything. And I encourage people that are watching and listening to check out. It's jnboothby.com. jnboothby.com. Right? And check out that. What, what, it'll be in the show notes of the episode. We'll, we'll link to it. But like, if you look at Justin's stuff, he does everything with excellence. It's amazing. Everything mm -hmm. is like Appreciate unbelievable. And, and, he and he'll so tell you, oh, time. this is garbage. And it's like, this is the best video I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. It's unbelievable, it. unbelievable Thanks. work. Mm -hmm. 
anything else you guys normally i would do a really good segue at this point but yeah. i don't want to segue and they're like but we wanted to but say we, anything else on your hearts um i was just gonna say that you know in this tough season that feels never you know, ending never ending like i think there's something to suffering well yes um no you know, you know, you know, people who don't suffer well, <laughs> you know, you can think of those people, but oh, there's yeah. very few that you can think of that suffer through things well. And I think we want to be those people. Mm, yeah. um, and it's easier said than done for sure. Yeah. And what I appreciate is you suffer real yeah. and you mm-hmm. suffer well. Mm-hmm. You know, when we ask you how you are, it's not everything's fine. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you even need anything, let me know because I can help you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's it's really hard. Yeah. But Here's where we are. Right. Um, Somebody this week is going through a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And they said, I'm struggling with the fact that how could this be God's plan? Mm. And it's a tragedy what they're going through. And I said, I don't, I don't know. Number one, it's okay to ask. I said, but I'm going to implore you to listen. Mm. Too often we say, God, why? Yeah. And then we just, we go on. And I said, at the very least, you're going to be much more able to help somebody else when they go through this. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're going to be that dear old couple, you know, one day that comes alongside the, you know, Lauren and, and Justin's of their day. Right. And, and they go, they're just so wise. They, they suffered so well so many years ago. <laughs> and they, they encourage us to do to do better. To do better. Is what they do. That's right. And there it is. And there it is. Uh, I can't even give you the dateline. That's a terrible lead in. Oh, dateline. Bing. England. And um, I won't read a, read a lot of this because I think a lot of it's in the headline. Um, and remember, we, we want to try to attribute emotional needs to these stories. So it's a learning experience and not just sensational. Giant hairball tears through teen's stomach requir- requiring surgery. Oh, my gosh. A teen in the UK who compulsively ate her own hair ended up developing a massive hairball in her stomach Ugh. that tore a hole through her stomach wall, according to a new report. Hair tore? Well, I guess it would poke through. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see how that works. The oval-shaped <laughs> hairball was, was, was 19 inches long. And completely filled her stomach, according to the report, published February 9th in the journal. The 17-year-old initially went to the hospital after she fainted twice. (laughs) Not once. That cannot be real. Bruising her face and scalp during the falls. Doctors wanted to rule out a head injury, but during the exam, they noticed a mass in the girl's upper abdomen. The teen said she had experienced intermittent abdominal pain for the past five months. (laughs) So... Well, and she suffers from uh, trichotillomania, uh, which is a strong urge to pull out one's hair, mm. and trichoph. Huh, that's funny. Trichoph, trichophagia, <laughs> uh, which would be the eating of said hair. And what makes me sad about that, actually, to make it real, is when we don't have our hurts comforted, when we don't follow Romans twelve fifteen and rejoice with those who rejoice, and more importantly, mourn with those mm-hmm. who mourn, and attach comfort to that grief we eat our hair it goes oh gosh (laughs) Eric what have I told you about inappropriate humor okay you never hear me saying things like booby okay (laughs) but the reality is you know I want to go back and hear those stories of when you you know there's got to be some comfort that's got to be attached 
to mm. that grief of mm. your experience. Yeah. You don't have enough hair to get a good size hairball. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> you know, but that's really what, what it is. That poor person, that poor girl yeah. is just. Go somewhere. It's going somewhere. Yeah. And boy, she's going into a. Yeah. 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 Mm. We've talked about that. Like I'm, I'm an emotional eater. You know, I'm, she's a hair eater. Right. And yeah, I eat food and she eats hair. Um, <laughs> I mean, at your house. Right. Justin, did you have a do better? I do. Do, yeah. you, do you want me to go, you go first? Yeah, Please my, do. Mine's a, I love when guests bring do better. All right. right. Mine's yeah. a can't do better slash do better. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm looking for jobs, right? I'm looking for a ministry position. I'm I looking... love that you said jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Not a job. I need more jobs <laughs> on top of more. all the things I do Anything right now. at this point. I'm looking for compensation for work is what I'm trying to say. Cash flow. No. Uh, I've been looking for a job, whether videography, ministry, it doesn't matter. And so I was looking at this job profile the other day for this church, and I don't know the name of the church. Well, but I was keeping it on. It was on, it was on church staffing. It begins with er and ends in Iverside. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy so the the first line of the job profile for this person should be loyal to the lead pastor hmm. that's the first line first that's line. the first line now so wait what does that tell you though? to be fair i oh yeah hang on i'll read the entire line because that's maybe a little misleading it's pretty bad loyalty and a complimentary personality and philosophy of ministry to the lead pastor not jesus not Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, right. Clearly this pastor or this leadership team have been hurt right. or burned by people in the past and they want their next people to, to be loyal. Loyal. I want to have that guy on the show. The oh, pastor? Man. Yeah. Or is it the opposite? And he is just that much of a control freak that right. there will be no dissenting voices. You well, don't know. It's amazing. Now, I have got to start ta- telling people they have to be more loyal. <laughs> Just let it out there. Let it be known. Disloyalty will not be tolerated. I do have a, uh, I can't do better. Um, police officer. Uh, so he, oh. Hero. I know this is a downer, <laughs> but but it is. I, I gotta, it's not funny at all, It's Eric. not funny. It's I know, but I got to. Yeah. Hey, we got to talk about it. Hero police officer dies after steering mm. into path of reckless driver to save others. A Tampa police officer was killed mm. Tuesday after he used his vehicle to stop a swerving drive, driver racing the wrong way down the mm. highway. So, one, Jeez. do better guy going down the wrong way of the highway. Um, but Master Patrol Officer Jesse Madsen veered his police cruiser into the car of 25-year-old Joshua Daniel Montague of Colorado as the latter erratically drove southbound on the northbound lanes of I-275. It is unknowingly why Montague, who was also killed in the incident, mm. was driving the wrong way down the road. Wow. Wow. He uh, he left behind three kids, mm. um, ages 16, 12, and 10. <sighs> um, and he also uh, had, had a wife. Um, and there is, in the link, there is a memorial fund um, for this man, so we will include that in there if you feel called to give. Um, definitely encourage you if uh, if that is on your heart. But can't do better. You know, I get I get pretty like that. That hits hard, especially now as a parent. But like, mm. unbelievable sacrifice um, for somebody to put their life on the line yeah. when you've got an entire family yeah. um, that wants you to come home every day. And Brian shared before, you know, he said, there's several people that I would lay my life down for. 
not not necessarily random strangers right, right. You know, yeah. and that kind of ultimate sacrifice and my heart is so broken not just for the loss but both sides died so like you don't even really know yeah. what was going on. i mean maybe you get yeah. a toxicology report whatever but sure. it's like why you know the, the, yeah. that whole asking god why like, yeah. not just right. why but how and and well and you know you have to figure like he would have done it out of a in a certain circumstance that like this is the only option, right? Like, why right. would else would he do that? This is like, yeah. this is the only option we have at this point. You know what yeah. I mean? It's crazy, unbelievable. I'm grateful there's people like him. Can't do you can't do better, better than that. No. And we appreciate him and what he's done. Um, and we like to leave it on a can't do better. Um, thank you everybody. Thank you Boothbees for yes. joining Thanks us. Thanks for having Again, us. Again, jnboothby.com. We'll put the link in the show notes. That's it for episode 105. Please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtime in Rome while there take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for lunchtime in Rome. See you next week. Woohoo. Woo. Bye. I smelled spring today. I mean, I'm not going to blow the place up. I move my propane tanks away. I have my bacon. And then I go to my other office, which is the restroom. Second bacon. Her name's Maggie. Oh, you in a grass cult. It's such a relief to have it not suck. We fought over a can of soup. Oh, yeah. He had this huge mustache. I'm a hot mess. Everything's fine. Right. (laughs) If you even need anything, let me know. Hair tort. Well, I guess it would poke through. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see how that works. It's going somewhere, yeah. and boy, she's going into a... Yeah. 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 Mm. Oh.